Minute A to Z Sports. I'm Zach Bingham. He is Jack Gentry live here on a Wednesday. We are powered by BetMGM, our title sponsor of this morning show. Use the code ATOZ Sports for a risk free $1,000 bet. Cannot beat that. We've got you covered right there at BetMGM. Also, have to thank our presenting sponsors that make this show happen, including our brand new 2022 sponsor, Farm Bureau Health Plans. I got a meeting with them later today. Can't can't wait to de- take a deep dive into that experience. Farm Bureau Health Plans, that's FBHP.com. Bone and Joint Institute down there in Franklin, a state-of-the-art facility with outstanding, superb doctors that can help you with your injury. Don't fumble in your recovery. That's the Bone and Joint Institute. Also, Wilson County Hyundai, quick trip down I-40 exit 236. WilsonCountyHyundai.com has all of your inventory, and they got a great deal waiting on you, whether it's an SUV, a four-door sedan, they have your perfect make and model. And Renner's Warehouse, $89 per month. They are Nashville's professional landlords. Don't be your own landlord. Let Renner's Warehouse do it for you. Just for $89 a month, they can take care of the tenants, the rent. They collect the checks, and they pay you. It's a great cash flow at Warehouse.com. All right, Jack, welcome in on this Wednesday You actually brought this clip to my attention. We'll probably play it a couple of times just as more people roll into the show. Let's go to it. Good morning, football. And, Jack, I've kind of prefaced this as this morning we're doing our pre-show conversation. I have a love-hate relationship with (laughs) good morning football. Yeah. I, I, I understand it. I do get what they are trying to do. They're a part of the league, and... They're trying not to Ken Rosenthal everybody and get fired by, you know, them saying bad things. But it also, for me, the reason why I love A to Z sports and I feel like everybody that follows and listens and watches the show is we're honest. Example, earlier this week, we talked about Mike Vrabel and all the good things that he did. Well, we also have to talk about what he fell into and in a playoff team. Now, he's taking it to new heights. Don't get me wrong. But we don't sit here and blow roses up the Titans, you know, backside. We t- call it like it is. Good morning football does more of the we love every team. Patrick Mahomes is amazing, but we also love Josh Allen. Oh, my gosh, Joe Burrow is such a great story. Man, the Raiders in that unbelievable game, the adversity that they're facing. The Steelers, Big Ben is just a great story with his last two raw. So blah, 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 blah. So I see through that. But Kyle Brandt brought this up on Good Morning Football when talking about the Tennessee Titans and the one seed. Let's take a listen. Presses me the most is in a conference full of sizzle. The Titans got the steak, baby. They really do. You can, you know, Mahomes and Burrow and Allen, they're all very exciting, very sexy young quarterbacks. Titans, just we just win games. I don't care how cool we are. And three things I like about them going into the playoffs. One, uh, resume. They have beaten three division winners. Division winners. They've beaten the Bills. They've beaten the Chiefs. They've beaten the Rams. Playing well. They've won four out of five games. They're hot. And then lastly, the thing that Peter was talking about, this whole motivation deal. Mm-hmm. I've seen people we know and love wonder aloud. Also, I'll throw his name out there. Old friend Ross Tucker on Twitter. Wondering aloud... This is the worst one seed since finish this sentence. Like, just straight up saying you guys are trash and crap and you're just going to get knocked off. I don't know about the Super Bowl yet, Peter, but I will guarantee this right now where I'm going to week ahead of ourselves. I guarantee the Titans will win the divisional round. Whoever they play, I don't know who it's going to be. They're going to have a week off. I'm already predicting the Titans to win. I think the Titans will be in the title game. I think they're rolling. And they don't have a cool, sexy quarterback, and I don't care. They got a good record and a good seeding, and I think they'll go to the title game. I do. All right, so strong opinions there from Kyle Brandt. No, Kyle, Kyle Brandt has been known to pay more attention to the Titans than most national media. So I, I don't want to completely drag good morning football, and I do think that he said what he mean meant right there, and I respect that. Jack, what was your first reaction from that video? And, you know, we just played a clip of it. It was a longer version, but what was your reaction there? Well, you, you mentioned how good morning football likes to uh, kind of fluff teams up maybe maybe they're out looking for invites to player dinners or whatever it may be but Kyle <laughs> Brandt Kyle Brandt he's got the Titans back in a lot of different instances his angry runs Derrick Henry's always featured he gives the proper respect to this Tennessee Titans team and you know he, he said something that resonated with me 
the the Titans don't have the sexy quarterback. And hey, Ryan Tannehill's a good looking man, but that that doesn't translate to sexy in football terms. You know, he's not Mahomes. He's not going to throw for four hundred yards. He's not Joe Burrow who threw for nine hundred and thirty yards in his last two times out. But Ryan Tannehill wins thirty one and thirteen since coming to the Titans. And you know what? For the third consecutive year, he finished in the top ten in pro football focus grading and in QBR. So, I mean, he may not be winning championships for fantasy football teams, but he's got this Titans team in a position to win an actual championship, a Super Bowl, to bring the Lombardi Trophy to Broadway. So I I, I appreciate Kyle Brandt acknowledging that, you know what, the Titans, no matter what obstacle has been in their way, they've found a way to win this season. Whether they're underdogs, they're favorites, they thrive in the in each of those roles. And Ryan Tannehill's a big part of that. He's an even-keeled guy. You know, he 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 can make do with less. Not many quarterbacks in the league can, can lead a team to 12 wins with the weapons that he had in his arsenal this season. So uh, you but know Jack, doesn't don't we agree that Ryan Tannehill for this team to win a Super Bowl? Don't you believe that he has to play more like Mahomes and Joe Burrow and those and Josh Allen and those guys that we all talk about. You don't necessarily have to do that through the regular season. And we all know the storylines are most due about the injury bug that bit the Titans, you know, hard. But for the playoffs, you know, if you look at Tannehill's playoffs and his stats, they're not great. And his games, let's not even look at stats. Games, they're not great. Now he did just enough. That was more Derrick Henry when Tom Brady's last game in New England. They won that game. Ryan Tannehill was superb in when he threw the ball, how he threw the ball in Baltimore when they won that big matchup, you know, wild card to divisional round, beating a number one seed. And in Kansas City, he was not very good in the second half. Yeah. They relinquished the lead, and he, could get, he couldn't get it back. Against Baltimore last year in the playoffs, he wasn't very good in the second half where he had to lead his team from behind and the offense that was so good all year kind of went stagnant. Don't we believe that Ryan Tannehill has got to play closer? I'm not saying to the level, but closer to the Mahomes, Allen and Burrow level. Well, Mahomes, Allen and Burrow are going to throw the ball over 30 times in the playoffs every game. If Ryan Tannehill does that, I don't believe that the Titans believe that that's the recipe for success. So he doesn't have to be them. He has to be himself. And what I mean by that is in the regular season, we see shades of Tannehill where he can take off and run, uh, maybe convert a big third down with his legs, maybe finger roll into the end zone, um, finding guys on third down. He's got big targets. That was a, a, a big emphasis for John Robinson and this Titans team in the offseason. Go out and get big targets. So what do they do? They get Julio Jones. Nick Westbrook-Akine has been big for the Titans this year. He's 6'2". Um, they, they've got big targets, which is good for Tannehill, and he doesn't have to throw for 300 yards in the playoffs. He just has to hold on to the ball and convert one in the red zone. Can't settle for three. Got to go get six, especially against teams that can score like the two seed chiefs, like the three seed bills. Really uh, the Patriots have put up a bunch of points this season as have the Bengals. So you're going to need to score this, this go around in the playoffs and Tannehill has to be a step above what he has been, maybe two steps above because in the playoffs, I mean, why, why does Tannehill not get respect around the NFL? Because when everybody's watching, when the playoffs are on, the Titans are a small market team, so they don't get a lot of eyes in the regular season outside of their primetime games, which they, they get very few of, even if even when they're this good. But in the playoffs, Ryan Tannehill has to do it in front of everybody. He, he's got to have a one big game where you know where everybody goes, you know what, he's not the Miami Tannehill. They, they've fixed him in Tennessee, and he's fixed himself. And you know, there's a symbiotic relationship between him and the play caller that – that just clicks. He's got to have a big game in the playoffs. That's the only way they get to the Super Bowl. And I think you said it. I'm saying two levels above. I'm not saying to the level that you have to throw for 30 times, but he's been very efficient in his last five games to end the season. But that two levels above, and Kane brings up, um, no, that's a terrible take, talking about mine. Manning sucked in his Super Bowl and well, won. It's about the team. Kane, the difference between 2015 and 2021, six years, right? There's math on air. We don't usually do that, Kane. But the teams that Peyton Manning faced in that playoff run were different than what 
Tannehill is going to have to. And Denver's you talk about defense. the shootout and the amount of passes that that go fly off Burrow and Allen and Mahomes' hand is just a lot more. It, you, it's different competition. The Titans don't have prime Von Miller. The Titans don't have the Denver Broncos <laughs> defense in 2015. So Manning was allowed to play a little bit under average. They have Wal- they have Walgreens Bud Dupree, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I mean. It, that that's kind of an apples to orange comparison because even in 2015, Mahomes wasn't in the league. Mahomes changed the landscape of the NFL just in his second season in the league. I mean, and everybody it, it started to have to adapt to that. Exactly. And th- you know what, Tannehill, Tannehill isn't like that. Tannehill's not not the guy to throw it around the yard for 350, 35 times, and the Titans come away with the win. You don't want that to happen. Now, can it happen? Yes, and he's proven that he can do it as well. But that's not the recipe for the Titans. You have to get the uh, the ground game going. And where does Tannehill, you know, excel? Play action, taking deep shots. So if you get the ground game going early, you'll set up the play action. Roll Tannehill out where I just mentioned, you know, he can get some stuff done with his legs as well. He's pretty athletic, more athletic than people give him credit for. And he can have the option to either tuck it and run or find Julio or A.J. Brown on a deep route. And I think this is to solidify my point Ryan Tannehill needs to play within the Titans offense. And Tyler brings up the Titans have always been a running team or game. That is right. You are correct. I do not want them to change that. Tannehill has proven, though, at times when he goes a level below, he doesn't see the linebacker. Interception, big play, puts his defense in a hard situation. We've seen those more often at times. I think he's right in his ways now that his the Calvary's come back, right, oh, yeah. with Henry and A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Kind of that health is all coming to a, a, a head, which is the divisional round because they, they got that number one seed. I'm just saying elevate his play. So let's reset and go back to, to Kyle Brandt because I actually have two clips. This, I do want to give credit to Kyle Brandt and Good Morning Football because they are not hot takey. Hot takey means you suck, you're always going to suck, and I know that for a fact. Hot takey is you're the best, they're going to win the Super Bowl, I know it, it's August. That's hot takey. I hate that. It drives me crazy. You can have predictions, but if you're consistently, and we'll we'll show a clip of that, but let's take a uh, let's listen to Kyle Brandt one more time because we've got more people now in in the show. Here's Kyle Brandt talking about the three things that impress him about the Tennessee Titans. Impresses me the most is in a conference full of sizzle. The Titans got the steak, baby. They really do. <laughs> you can, you know, Mahomes and Burrow and Allen, they're all very exciting, very sexy young quarterbacks. Titans, just we just win games. I don't care how cool we are. And three things I like about them going into the playoffs. One, uh, resume. They have beaten three division winners. Division winners. They've beaten the Bills. They've beaten the Chiefs. They've beaten the Rams. Playing well. They've won four out of five games. They're hot. And then lastly, the thing that Peter was talking about, this whole motivation deal. Mm-hmm. I've seen people we know and love wonder aloud. Also, I'll throw his name out there, old friend Ross Tucker on Twitter. Wondering aloud, this is the worst one seed since finish this sentence. Like, just straight up saying you guys are trash and crap and you're just going to get knocked off. I don't know about the Super Bowl yet, Peter, but I will guarantee this right now. Or I'm going to week ahead of ourselves. I guarantee the Titans will win the divisional round. Whoever they play, I don't know who it's going to be. They're going to have a week off. I'm already predicting the Titans to win. I think the Titans will be in the title game. I think they're rolling. And they don't have a cool, sexy quarterback, and I don't care. They got a good record and a good seeding, and I think they'll go to the t- title game. I do. So that I don't classify as a hot take. I think that is a prediction. This is a hot take, my friends, is when Derrick Henry goes down, you jump the gun and say something like this, courtesy of ESPN. It's just, it's over. It's over. It's over. And and that, 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 listen, listen. This is, a, we, you know, this is a debate show, and obviously we take different points of view, but when, when the obvious happens, you have to agree. There's nothing to debate here. Right. Uh, we'll to discuss it a little bit later on the show, but... Tennessee Titans season's over. Let's call it what it is. Uh, this is their running game. Who the hell are you going to have running the ball now? Jeremy McNichols or whatever the hell is. Whatever the <laughs> hell his name is. That's Stephen A. Smith, and we all know what he is and who he is and how he does. He didn't even know about Jeremy McNichols. He didn't, he didn't think or do the research to speak about that. And he killed and ended the Titans season before it really even got it got going 
when Derrick Henry went down, because that was the main name that he he knew, and he's buddies with him and all this other BS, he killed him. He said, look, they're done. What do you know? Season's end, and I don't, I don't see Stephen A playing that clip and then swallowing his pride and apologizing. That's what it should be. Half a first take or whatever the hell that show, and there's so many damn shows there, half a first take should be the hot takes, and then the other half should be, oh, we apologize, we were completely uh, incorrect here. So that's where I separate, and I'll give credit to Kyle Brandt coming up with three reasons what impressed him and why he thinks that they will win in the divisional round. Stephen A said, up, oh, starting running backs done, their season's over. Get out your shotguns, it's done. Boom, dead in the water. No, that's not, so that's the difference. So, and Jack, if you want to react, please do, and then we'll ask the question, but I, I find that ridiculous. Yeah, and it goes to show, and, and screaming A. Smith is great for what he is. You know, he's, he's, <laughs> he's entertaining, but it, it, it kind of just goes to show you how little the national media pays attention to the Titans in the first place. The Titans are a small market team. There's no getting around that. I mean, the, the fan base has improved over the last five or so years since Rabel and Robinson got here. But th there's still some work to do, no question about it. I think all Titans fans would agree with that. But it, to declare the Titans dead, it, it was funny to me. Uh, it, especially, you know, that was the first show after Derrick Henry, uh, after it was revealed that Derrick Henry had suffered a Jones fracture. Now, if you know anything about a Jones fracture, you know that that, that timetable is six to ten weeks. And Adam Schefter declared Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry's season dead. He ruled him out for the year. He's not. He's coming back. I think that was because Adam Schefter got bad information. I think Stephen A. Smith just didn't do the research on the information. That's, I think, the difference. And the thing about a good running football team, Zach, is most of the you, – you don't have to have the best running back in the NFL. The Titans just so happen to have that luxury, to have a superhuman, to have you know a, a T-Rex in the backfield and Derrick Henry. And – but what makes a ground game so good is the weapons on the outside that you have to pay attention to. They have two, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. And that offensive line that has been just so dominant over the last handful of years, they went out and invested in it. They got Roger Saffold, a 10-year veteran from uh, the Rams. They drafted Nate Davis. They made Taylor Lewan the highest-paid offensive lineman at the time he signed, signed his deal. I believe it was in 2018. And, you know, right tackles, you know, a little shakier. But when you have an offensive line like that and your identity is running the football, you may not have the, you know, the 2,000-yard season when, when your star running back goes down. But we saw it this year. Deontay Foreman, Dontrell Hilliard, McNichols for a little bit. I mean, those guys proved that they can win games in the backfield. Now McNichols is no longer with the team. But it's – you can't you can't declare a team like the Titans who – are branded on physicality, are branded on just wearing teams down for the full 60 minutes. And even later in the season where guys are hurt, they're banged up, they don't want to tackle big running backs, they don't want to fight off blockers to get to the ball. That's when the Titans excel. And they we, were 6-2 and two at the time. Yeah, I, and, and exactly. And, and then they what they do, they went on to you know crush that gauntlet of games, that six-game winning streak that they had in the middle of the season where they beat five teams with winning records four that are in the playoffs would have been five. If the Indianapolis Colts didn't lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, when Jacksonville ho hosted a clown out fans came to the stadium and in, in red noses and, and colored wigs and had bags over the head. But you, you can't do that with this Titans team. If you knew anything about this Titans team is that they, you know, they have a, they have a tough head coach. The head coach has changed the culture. That team is tough. That team will not, you know, one injury is not going to derail a season, no matter who it is for the Titans. We saw that this year. They lost their best offensive player, went on to have the best regular season that they had had since 2008. I mean, it, it's time that people start acknowledging what the Titans are and, and you know, just, just how they succeed late in the season. Not just late in the season, but they don't care. They don't care who they have out there. They're going to go and they're going to beat you down for 60 minutes and do just enough on offense. And with this defense that they have this year, they've proven that, you know, if you're not scoring 20, then you're dead in the water against this team. All right, so that brings us to our question. I got to uh, kind of uh, correct Bobby real quick. Uh, Bobby says, uh, it's like when Austin said the teams have no realistic shot at the one seed. Uh, that is a tweet. But uh, 
And when Zach said the Chiefs were going to be the one seed, Bobby, 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 you were listening to the show, but I guess you, your memory, you have amnesia, Bobby. I don't know where you're at, Bobby. But the show and the take was, is who was the biggest threat to the Tennessee Titans for the number one seed, Bobby? And I said the Kansas City Chiefs. You then, at, at that time, said I was a loon. I was in a, a, a straight jacket. I was crazy. I was like the Riddler. No, no, no. At the end of the year, who was the biggest threat to the Tennessee Titans? Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. It wasn't the Ravens. It wasn't anybody else. It was the Kansas City Chiefs. So check your facts, my friend, old Bobo. I, I, have, to, I have to acknowledge that. Now on to our question. Our question is, on the national media, how much do you think the rest of the NFL media believes in the Titans? Three choices. A lot, a little, or not, not at all. I mean, I, I think, you know, because the Titans are the number one seed, do you think that they believe in them a lot, a little, or not at all? And this is kind of an overarching question, so let's get to it. But comment in the comment section. Before we do that, I do want to tell you guys about Farm Bureau health plans. I got a meeting, a call today at 2 o'clock, and I am ready for that meeting to talk about what my – Health plan could be, I, I look, I, I'm in my mid thirties. I'm 34. I hate to admit that, but I'm looking for the right plan for my future. That's why we trust Farm Bureau health plans. I'm going to get on a, a call with them, kind of talk about my information, talk about my situation, and then they will find the right plan for me. That's the exciting part. And I believe it will be lower than probably what I'm paying now. I don't have the best health plan right now. So that's why I'm excited to get back right. And it's not just for individuals. It's for young families. It's for entrepreneurs. They have better coverage, better rates, and better service. We're going to take you through this process. I'm going to talk about my plan. I'm excited to do that. And I'm excited to be secure in my health plan. That is fbhp.com. You can go and set up a call or a one-on-one or an online uh, reg registration very easily over 200 locations in Tennessee. That's fbhp.com. Download the BetMGM app, guys. Last night, we posted on the A to Z sports social media accounts, the Team Tennessee Parlay. Both the Grizzlies and the Predators came through for us, plus 330 odds. If you tailed it, congratulations. You tripled your money. Uh, <laughs> you know what else you can do? New users. Download the BetMGM app. Use promo code A to Z sports, A-T-O-Z sports, and you'll receive a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Risk-free. those are That's music to my ears. Risk-free bet. You can lose it, and you'll still have your initial deposit. Download the BetMGM app. Make sure to use that promo code A to Z Sports, A-T-O-Z Sports, and cash in on the risk-free bet up to $1,000. The selection is unbeatable on BetMGM Sportsbook app. It's easy to access and easy to understand for new bettors. So if you do not, if you do not have a Sportsbook app that you use, Make sure you download the BetMGM app because it is the king of sportsbooks for a reason. All right, A to Z Sports, let's ask this question and go to the chat. Um, let's see here. Man, we got a lot of comments. That's good. That's good. That's real good. You've taken to the comment section. The chat is on fire today. Um, let's see here. Uh, we'll start with a Matthew Hall, who cares? Uh, who cares about your comment saying who cares? Answer the question or get the hell out of the show. Uh, Anthony says uh, a little, Steven says a little, Chuck D says a little, uh, not at all from Louie talking about the respect or lack thereof the national media gives Kurt says zero G man on base says not at all. Guy says not at all. Scott says not at all. Billy says a little wire says not at all. Dre says not at all. Liz, our girl says a little, um, Hashtag Bobo from Will Dotson. I like that. Steve says not at all. Van says a little. We still, Sam says more than average, which is not playing the game, but I will give Sam his, okay. his credit because we'll the answer. Yeah. it's not a bad answer, uh, even though it's not uh, kind of going along with our choices. I like that, Sam. Marquis says a little. Jay says a little. Not at all from Marv. Uh, Bobby, a different Bobo, says a little. Um, not a lot of a lots. No. Not any a lots. I don't think, uh, but I think that's right. You know, like, I think that they shouldn't have a lots in the chat. I think that would be wrong because there is not a lot of respect uh, 
tossed the Titans way when it comes to belief in their team, right? Jack, where do you reside on this question? Well, I got three words for you, Zach. Not at all. The national media does not believe the Titans have a, a, even even a puncher's chance to go out and win the Super Bowl. I heard more people pick the Indianapolis Colts as dark horse Super Bowl contenders than I have heard people pick the Titans to win the Super Bowl. The Indianapolis Colts, we all know, will be watching the playoffs from their couch, just like the Titans this week. However, the Titans have a game to play in two weeks. The Colts have about 35 weeks before they suit back up. The national media doesn't give a damn about the Titans. They don't trust this team because, you know what, they're not putting up stats. And all these box score warriors, I'm telling you, Ross Tucker, who tweeted, you know, the Titans are the worst number one seed ever in the Super Bowl era because they rank, you know, their DVOA is is unimpressive. All of these stats that people look at, and, you know, not a lot of people watch the Titans game, so what do they do? They go out and check, oh, the Titans won again. Let me check on the box score. Up Tannehill, 176 yards. Deontay Foreman led the team with, you know, 83 yards rushing. Eh, so-so, whatever. The Titans got away again. Well, uh, that's that's exactly wrong. You can't be a box score warrior because all stats come with context. Or come with context, uh, I should say. You have to consider who the Titans had, out, you know, available. The, the Titans had to win 12 games with practice squad guys. Not just Titans practice squad guys. But they went out and find, found practice squad guys off other teams' practice squads. Buster Screen has been a great example of a success story from a. From and he's a and he's had some success with the Titans. Yes, absolutely. So the national media, they don't have any belief in the Titans. Don't let them tell you that they do because they haven't said a word about them all season. The, the Titans, as a number one seed, are getting the least amount of respect any number one seed has probably gotten in at least a decade. Are the Titans the worst number one seed of all time? Uh, we'll talk about that later in the week. I have a feeling, Zach, but. The national media, they don't believe in the Titans. Don't let them fool you. And you know what? That's good for the Titans. You know what the Titans' record is as underdogs this season? Six and two straight up. Six and two against the spread as well for you gamblers. The Titans thrive in this role. They love to be doubted. All the pressure, they don't have pressure. They have the least amount of pressure that a number one seed has ever had. Why? Because they haven't had a target on their backs. They've been counted out throughout the whole season. Like that Stephen A. clip. They were counted out in week nine after Derrick Henry went down on Halloween with a Jones fracture. The national media doesn't think the Titans have a shot. So let's play that clip real quick just to kind of get our blood flowing a little bit, right? Because you're right. And this is what, and I'm going to say this on the other side of this clip, this is what Mike Vrabel does very well. It's just, it's over. It's over. It's over. Listen, listen. This is a we, you know, this is a debate show, and obviously we take different points of view. Yeah. But when when the obvious yeah. happens, you have to agree. There's nothing to debate here. Right. Uh, we'll discuss it a little bit later on the show. But Tennessee Titans season's so over. Let's call it what it is. Uh, this is their running game. Who the hell are you gonna have running the ball now? Jeremy McNichols or whatever the hell is. Mike Vrabel is really good at seeing that and telling the team. F them, let's go win it ourselves, right? And then it now becomes that team mentality that we talk about the Patriots way of doing your job, don't worry about on to Cincinnati, right? All of those other things. If you're watching Man in the Arena, the Tom Brady documentary, numerous times, not only Tom Brady, Julian Edelman says it, they are they are literally wired to hear that stuff turn it into fuel, and mm-hmm. then go win games because of it. Here's where I'm at. And, Jack, I will double down on what you just said. Usually, I mean, again, you know how he said this is a debate show. We have different opinions. I just – I am organic. Jack, you are organic. I had no idea where you were going to go with this question. We didn't have a pre-show production meeting no. where some producer said, Zach, you take this take. Jack, you take that. And let's duke it out. Let's be real. Let's talk about the facts. Jack, I agree. It's not at all. And the love of the show goes to the YouTuber, Eric Nanner. Because, and I would add one word. They don't watch, and here's the word I'm going to add, all of the games. All is the key. Eric, I agree. They don't watch the games. They don't watch all of the games. I do think they watch Titans 49ers on Thursday night because... They didn't have – they watched primetime football. Only game night. in town. I'll give you two games that I know for a fact all of these talking heads in the national media 
did not watch in its entirety. Jack, you and I both did. And I watched majority of the NFL games in its entirety. You've seen me on Sundays, Jack. Mm -hmm. I got four games going on my computer. I got two games going on the TV. Yep. And I got one game going on my phone. We watch That's them how together. I work. Mm -hmm. Here's two games that they didn't watch. They have they didn't watch the majority of the snaps when the Titans lost to the Texans 22 to 13 and they sure as hell didn't watch the majority of the snaps when they beat Jacksonville 20 to nothing. But those are the games the Texans game I think changed the whole mindset of the rest of the season of we don't have Derrick Henry. We had just reeled off you know, the, the six wins in a row. That was a rainy game. They didn't come out focused, and they lost. They lost the next week to a better team in New England. They just didn't have the horses, and they killed themselves with two fumbles, really three at the end of the game, but the third one didn't really matter. And then Jacksonville, why Jacksonville is important when it comes to this is Jacksonville was the key cog to kind of get them back on track and right their ways. They came home, they blanked them 20 to nothing. That was a that was a good that was a, that was a good game for the Titans. They didn't watch that. They have no respect for the Tennessee Titans even though they're the one seed because they don't know much about them. I I kind of look at it like this. Everybody in high school at some point looked at the kid that was misunderstood. Maybe he dresses emo, maybe he's a nerd, maybe he's weird, whatever it is. Yeah. You don't know anything about that guy. Because you haven't gotten to know him. You haven't talked to him. I'm the same way. I fully admit in high school, there was a kid, weirdo, weirdo. I don't know that guy, right? Who's that guy? He's in the class. But I didn't take the time to get to know him. Now, I didn't pick on him because of that. I just sat there and, but I didn't criticize. And that's where I think the Tennessee Titans are kind of like that misunderstood high school person. But they blossom into something that you would never, the reunion comes around and you're like, oh, damn, that guy, that guy actually. Did a glow up. Did a glow up. Yeah. <laughs> that guy, that guy's wife is now hotter than mine. Like all of these things, <laughs> right? All of a sudden, the Tennessee Titans, when Stephen A. Smith killed him dead after Derrick Henry went down, I think it's starting to come back to the high school reunion where the Titans come to the party and they're the number one seed and you don't know how to respect them. So my final answer is the national media doesn't know how to respect them because they don't know enough about them. I love that analogy, Zach. And also congratulations to you for labeling yourself as not a high school bully. I, I think a lot of people in the chat were like, mm, I don't know. Oh, hey. well, no, no. I, I mean, there were times I was, but I didn't, I didn't pick on that guy. There are certain guys and people that I picked on, but not the the misunderstood weird dude. That was not the guy that I made fun of. So the national media has given the Tennessee Titans so much bulletin board material that Mike Vrabel had to run to Target and buy another damn bulletin board. Every week it's something about the Titans that they can't do, they haven't done, they're not able to do with the talent they have on, on, on this football team, mainly on the offense. And I think a big point of why the Titans aren't given enough credit and, and don't get enough respect nationally is because a lot of the people that, that, that watched the Titans last season say they can't turn that defense around in just one year with just a couple signings. I mean, Bud Dupree, Danico Autry, that's fine and all. Bud Dupree is coming off an ACL. Janoris Jenkins, Jackrabbit Jenkins, whatever the hell you want to call him on the outside. Is he really a difference maker? I don't know, but but it, it has been a complete flip. The Titans finished just a handful of yards outside of, of leading the NFL in rush defense. He's and better than so Jonathan much... Joseph last year. Oh, God. I mean, come on, Zach. I'm better than Jonathan Joseph last year, and I had knee surgery four months ago. But <laughs> it's, it's just kind of old narratives and dying on hills. And we talked about this on the podcast this week with Blaine Bishop. Um, you know, a lot of people, when it comes to the Titans, made up their mind early. They made up their mind not only when Derrick Henry went out, but when Ryan Tannehill, was signed. The Titans aren't a real contender. They've got Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Well, I mean, three years later, here we are. He's top 10 in QBR for the third consecutive season. People have their minds made up about the Titans, and the Titans just have to keep winning to change their minds, and obviously Ryan Tannehill has to do something he hasn't done yet in the playoffs in his career, 
have a big game and put the team on his back. Uh, and he doesn't even have to do that with Derrick Henry back, but he has to, you know, be able to win a game with his arm if he has to. So we'll move on to the defense because I do want to talk about, we're going to talk about best and worst and defensive difference makers on the defensive side of the ball, because I don't think that's getting a lot of play. I do think that not a lot of people are knowledgeable on how good this Titans defense has been at the end of the year. I do want to bring up Jabu's comment. Jabu watches the show, says Stephen A. did walk his comments back, especially once news broke that Henry had the possibility of returning. The problem, Jabu, is it's like crying wolf. You talk about Stephen A. walking things back. He may be, he might as well be Deion Sanders in his prime, walking everything back because of all the takes. My problem with the setup of that show is you have to have a hot take and don't go anywhere because throwing shade this afternoon is brought to you by hot ice cold takes that book. You talk about clown show. We will we will dive right into the clown the, show. You save some screenshots and throwing shit. Oh, we got live video. These ain't this ain't uh, screenshots. Okay, now baby. we're talking. This is old video, which there's nothing better than that. So we will get to that in throwing shade. But before we do, we are going to ask you guys what's the best part about this defense heading into the playoffs. Titans defense, there's a lot to it. And Jack, you just went through a handful of things, whether it's the defensive line, the back half, but specifically what is the best best part of this defense heading into the playoffs but i do want to tell you guys about wilson county hyundai that is where you need to go to get your next ride wilsoncountyhyundai.com they've got the inventory and they've got you covered when it comes to suvs four-door sedans like the sonata that i own they've got them and all you got to do is quick trip down i-40 exit 236 visit Payne bone and his team they'll hook you up with a great great deal a great ride a hyundai the Palisade is their full-size SUV. It looks good. It feels good. It drives good. All three, all-encompassing. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks. Guys, I talked about how we hit a parlay on A to Z social media last night. We're very happy about that, but we can eat, we, we can do better. You know how we do better? You know how we make more money? We download the Bet MGM app, use promo code A to Z Sports, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. 1,000 smackaroonies. Place it on whatever you'd like, whether it be college basketball tonight. There was a big night of college basketball last night. Number one, Baylor went down. The Vols won. Kentucky dominated Vandy. But it's a new day. There's new games to bet on. Make sure that if you do if you do plan on betting these games, you download the BetMGM app, use promo code A to Z Sports, and cash in on that risk-free bet up to $1,000. Take advantage of this offer while it still lasts, guys. A to Z Sports, uh, also on BetMGM. Don't forget, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older in Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligibility requirements. Re- rewards issued as non-withdrawable. Free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from insurance. For a problem with gambling, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. What's the best part of this Titans defense right now? Let's check the comments. Jared says, Danico Autry, best free agent defensive signing. And that was, Austin said that, A-plus signing when they signed him. And I, I was a little skeptical of A-plus. That way, that turned out to be correct. The Titans Not many A pluses are correct. The Titans got better and the Colts got worse. What's better than that? Yeah. Um, and Dom, you act like you don't do hot takes on here. We do hot takes. I'm not anti-hot takes, but every single thing that comes out of my mouth is not a hot take. That's the problem. That's the difference, Dom. So don't get that twisted where, you know, Shannon Sharp and Skip – and all those guys, those are constant hot takes. Every single segment is a hot take. That's not what the show is. I just want you to differentiate that. Then we'll get off that. Got to be the defensive line from Marquee. Um, let's see, pressure from Keith. Uh, Alex, I'm not going to read that comment because I don't condone that nickname. Uh, getting pressure, uh, Keith doubles down on that. The front four from Rooney being aggressive from Scott tier tart from Louie. So a curveball right there with tier tart uh, top tier defensive line from Billy. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Kevin says D line young guy stepping up on the D from Mike two words, health and depth from Anthony cook, the D line D line from Damon big Jeff and that pass rush 
from Russell. Physical DBs from Mike coming in there. Uh, we've got another Autry. A ton of good comments coming in. Pressure without blitzing from Kenneth. All right, and then G-Man brings up one that I think I'm going to go with. And I, I was I was skeptical. I didn't know where I was going to go because there was a lot of best parts of this defense. But I, I'll, I'll agree with G-Man. I think picking up Zach Cunningham has given a boost to this defense and the depth at linebacker to make everybody else play free. The middle, right, there's three three sections of the defense. You have the front four, you've got the middle uh, in the middle linebackers, and then you've got the back half of the defense. That middle part wasn't playing up to snuff at the beginning of the season. Rashawn Evans was up and down. There were times that he was up, but he was up and down. Jayon Brown was not having the same year that he was having before he dislocated his elbow last year. David Long Jr. had played a lot better, right? So they got that boost. But Zach Cunningham has come in and been a tackling machine. He's kind of been the safety net for a ball carrier getting past the front four, getting eaten up instead of a gain of eight to 12 to 15. It now may be a gain of five. And that's big putting offenses in instead of another first down, you get them in second and six, second and five, and you have another down to play good defense. So G-Man, I, Picking up Cunningham, I like that. That's why I put him on the graphic. That's who I'm going with. I'm going with the middle of the defense. Now, I don't want this to sound like a cop-out, but the middle of the defense I consider Danico Autry and Jeff Simmons. I mean, it, it, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a better interior D-line duo than those two right there. But they, it goes back to Cunningham. And not just Cunningham, but David Long, Rashawn Evans, Jayon Brown, Zach on Sunday, Jayon Brown was a healthy scratch. Heading into the uh, heading into the season, the linebackers were a huge question mark for this. It's the risk of taking a one year deal, Jack. They they were they were a huge question mark to this team, and now they have the ability to to put or to healthy scratch Jayon Brown. Rashawn Evans took two snaps on defense on Sunday. That's it. David Long is the linebacker of the future. They went out and got Cunningham, like you mentioned. And by the way. Man, he assimilated into this defense quickly, didn't he? I thought it would take a few weeks to, for him to learn the scheme, but he he's in there, and whenever 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 there's a tackle, it seems like Cunningham's in the mix if he's not wrapping him up. But it it doesn't it, it goes further back than that. Kevin Byard is second on the team in tackles, only behind Zach Cunningham. Now a bunch of Cunningham's tackles came in Houston, but Kevin Byard seems to be around this line of scrimmage a lot more than he has been in years past. It's up the middle, which makes this run defense so good. You can't run up the middle on this Titans defense. That's why they're second in the NFL in rush defense. Uh, and credit to John Robinson. Two, two of the most important players in stopping the run he brought in, in Danico Autry before the season and Zach Cunningham in the middle of the season. So for me, it's the middle of that defense. It's hard to contend with them. And unless you have just a really solid ground game, which if you look at the playoff field, not a lot of teams do. The, the Bills can't run the ball. The Chiefs struggle with running the ball. Uh, the, the Steelers have a bad offensive line. Uh, the Raiders can't run the ball. They're like 29th in the NFL in rush offense. The I mean, Bengals can with Joe Mixon. But... The Bengals can, but they have they have one of the worst O-lines in football. Joe Burrow has sacked more than any other quarterback this year. The Titans have something on defense that a lot of teams on the AFC side of the bracket won't have an answer for. And the strength of the Titans defense is up the middle of that. It, it, it really is, and that's what's... That's what's really turned around the Titans defense from last year to this year. No, all right. Let's uh, we're we're on this subject. I am beating a dead horse, but that's why this is not hot take. I had no idea what Jack was going to say. It was very similar to what I said, but I do believe that this is the best defense uh, or the best part of this defense, right? And I and Zach or Demario brings this up. He says Zach Cunningham doesn't make the mental errors and wrong gaps that Evans so may, may did so often. And he talks about that consistency at linebacker that you mentioned. The mental errors really, and that's why I say, that's the difference between a five-yard gain and a 12-yard gain. The difference between a 12-yard gain and a five-yard gain is a first down. And so that, it moves the sticks. It gets them closer to the end zone or scoring position. And Zach Cunningham is shutting that down. He did the same thing at Vanderbilt, Jack. You're a Vandy guy. You like, that's your team. <laughs> Yeah. Zach Cunningham yeah, was a badass at Vandy. Yeah, led the SEC in tackles. 
Um, and you know what? My answer would have been different through the first 10 games of the season when that pass rush was really hitting, firing on all cylinders. It seems like Harold Landry hasn't really been in the backfield a whole lot since then. Um, you know, he's got 12 sacks. Danico Autry, nine sacks. I mean, to get nine sacks out of Autry, an interior D lineman is impressive. Jeffrey Simmons right behind him at eight and a half. So 10 games into the season, I would have gone pass rush. Now, I don't think that, you know, the pass rush has fallen off a cliff. It's still there. Bud Dupree's still there. Harold Landry's still Harold Landry. They have the ability to get back to the, you know, to the quarterback. But right now, that's not the strength. That's not the main strength of this team. And it is great to get pressure with four guys, not have to send anybody extra to kind of, you know, leave yourself a little exposed in the passing game. But for me right now, it, it's the middle of the defense and stopping the run. That has to be the strength. That's what's carried the Titans in the back half of the season. But I do believe that in the playoffs, this pass rush will get back to its form earlier in the season and really, you know, cause havoc for quarterbacks. All right. Best now switch to the worst. What is the worst part of oh, this Titans no. defense? Because you talk about that pass rush. That's something that they didn't have the last two years when they went on their AFC championship run. They didn't have, they had to drop back Harold Landry in coverage, right? Be in the AFC championship game against Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Cause they didn't have it. They couldn't rush for it. that's I think one of the best. What's the worst? What is the worst part about this Titans defense heading into the playoffs? They get the first round by, which is huge for health purposes. What's the worst part about this defense? I'm this. I actually, I can't wait to read some of the comments on this because I think this is going to be good. We'll get to your comments in the chat, but first I am going to tell you guys about renters warehouse. Renters warehouse is where you need to visit and save, save you time, but earn you money. They are Nashville's professional landlords. If you're thinking about moving out of your house and not selling it and renting it out, or if you have rental property that you've been the landlord, don't do that. Have Renters Warehouse do that right here in Nashville. They've been trusted. They've been a great sponsor here in, on A to Z Sports. Nashville's professional landlords, $89 a month. They take care of the tenants, the background checks, they collect the money, and then they send the money directly to you. So you ever have a tenant that won't pay or struggling? They will go to the hassle to make sure that that tenant pays. That is renterswarehouse.com. BetMGM. They will always pay if you win. You don't have to worry about that at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Use promo code A to Z Sports, and you'll receive a risk-free bet up to $1,000. $1,000 to bet on whatever you'd like. And if you lose it, no worries. You still have your initial deposit available to bet as well in BetMGM. It's free money. It's monopoly money. But if you win, it turns into real money. That's the best part about it. Download the BetMGM app. New users, take advantage of this promo code A to Z Sports and receive your risk-free bet up to $1,000 today. Had a feeling we were going to go to the back half of the defense, and we have. Jackrabbit <laughs> Jenkins from KG. Secondary by far. The DBs by Jabu. Alex says secondary. Cornerbacks from Keith. Specifically nickel cornerback right now from Dom. So uh, Dom's taking a level and a step up. Uh, Ahead, I like that. Eric says one-on-one -on -one quarterback play. I like that from Eric. Jackrabbit from Jonathan. Chris Jackson from Nate. Cornerbacks for sure. Worst is not having a QB spy from Lane. Dry spells in the pass rush. Okay, now we're starting to get in the depths. Not closing out games from Dre. Worst part is the inconsistency on deep balls. And you saw even Jalen Waddle catch that deep pass, that 40-yarder yep. uh, against the Dolphins. I know it didn't impact the outcome of the game, but still, those discrepancies can really hurt and affect the game. Cornerbacks from uh, Chila, John says John, uh, DBs getting beat on the deep balls from Ty Smith, slot corner from Noah, a lot of cornerback number twos coming in from Jordan. Tank says one word, which is two words. <laughs> Jack Rabbit. <laughs> I like where your heart's at, though, Tank. Um, for me, Zach, it's it's the corners, but it comes with an exception. Christian Fulton is a young star. He's he's going to make Pro Bowls for the Tennessee Titans. He is going to be a guy that will be consistently relied upon, and he'll come through for the Titans. And, and you know, as he gets older and as he has more experience, remember last season kind of threw a wrench in Fulton's development. Um, with just injuries and, you know, not getting a whole offseason. We see what a full offseason did to Christian Fulton this year. So behind Fulton is where the issues lie. And 
that's you know that's partly because you don't have your first round draft pick available uh, for the second consecutive season in Farley. Farley's down for the year ACL, and you're relying upon guys like again Jack Rabbit Jenkins at cornerback number two. He is hit or miss, which is a problem. Uh, you know you you want to you want consistency. You want to know what you're getting out of your cornerbacks. And Jack Rabbit Jenkins he'll slip every now and then. A, a PI on a crucial uh, a, a crucial possession. Um, will pop up every now and then. And then even behind him, Chris Jackson, a seventh-round pick, which you know I don't even think he expected to play as much as he has in the NFL so far into his career. Seventh-round pick out of Marshall. And then you have uh, Elijah Molden. Elijah Molden earlier in the season got exposed, didn't he, Zach? Not only against the Cardinals, but against the Seahawks. And he would, you know, every now and then, it would be somebody beating Elijah Molden uh, just on, on a route to the end zone. And it, it, it was frustrating because... You know, it seemed like everything was going right, but if Elijah Molden's not in the right place, then, it, you know, it's all for naught. They're going to put up six on you. He's gotten better as the season has gone along. But there is still, you know, a huge question mark. When you when you talk about this defense, there's a lot to like. But pass defense has not been a, a strength of the Titans this year. They're 25th in the NFL, and you've got really just inconsistent play out of everybody not named Christian Fulton. And Fulton, you know, he got tagged for a couple PIs uh, a couple weeks ago, but you know, those were iffy calls and Fulton, you know, his technique is good enough and his ball skills are good enough. He's going to be around for a while. Uh, that's not one of the guys that John Robinson is going to let walk away easily, but it's, it's just, what do you have in the guys after him? How reliable is Jack Rabbit Jenkins? How reliable is Elijah Molden? How reliable is Chris Jackson? Because you know, in, in the playoffs, the chiefs are still there. The bills are still there. They've got a lot of great weapons on the outside that you have to account for. And, I get that he's a rookie and there's a lot of growing pains, you know, that come along with that, but nobody cares how old you are, or how much experience you have. Once the playoffs begin, you got to be ready to play. You got to be ready to guard anybody. And right now, what I am not confident in, you know, amongst all the great things that we just listed, the Titans do on defense. It's the guys after Christian Fulton, can they hold up in the playoffs against pass happy offenses? We're going to find out quickly. Yeah, and that and I, it kind of leads me into what I was going to say, and, and here's a setup comment from Tarsha Johnson saying, giving the other team an opportunity to get in the game, and I'll take it a step for, forward from Tarsha, is three words, soft, deep, zone. That's where I feel like they've gotten had, and unfortunately, that's where Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen eat. That's how they get back into the game. It's what we saw against the Texans when they got back into the game uh, on Sunday is that soft, deep zone is getting Danny Amendola to turn around. And you know who's really taking advantage of this on the other side of the football? NWI has oh, yeah. done a good job, soft, deep zone, going 15 to 12 yards, turning around, or having that seam. That, I think, is the one – the worst concerning part, and it goes to the cornerbacks, like the chat said. I mean, they're right; they're not wrong. That we know, they, we know this team. We know their strengths and their weaknesses. But that, I think that gives other teams opportunity to get back into the game. They really have to secure that because Jack of what we said. Who are the teams they are going to face? They are going to face the probably the Bengals, the Bills, and the Chiefs, right? Because those are the next seeds after them. And then, who knows? They may they may get lucky and face another team. I, I don't know. The Raiders. We talked about this, and I, I look. I I have not forgot about this stat you brought up earlier in the week, Jack, about Hunter Renfro. They're kind of a one trick offense, and so maybe they can take advantage of that Raiders team. Who yeah. knows? But soft deep zone is my answer. That's why I had, and you remember back to this, and those of you who listened to yesterday's show. That's why I believe the Raiders are the most ideal matchup for the Titans, just their lack of weapons on offense. Now, Keith says, forget the Chiefs. Ty Hill is not healthy. I just can't forget the Chiefs, Keith. I can't do it. You know, they, they've I'm earned, telling you, don't forget the Chiefs. They've earned too much respect over the I've last I've been telling you that all year. Don't I, forget about them. I, I, believe me, they are not forgotten in my At mind. At three and four, I'm surprised Stephen A. just didn't uh, have, a, have a, a funeral for him at the gravesite because that's what he likes to do with teams. So at the end of the day, what can this what what can this secondary do in the playoffs against teams like the Chiefs, like the Bills, um, even like like the Bengals? Because 
You know, it, it, it all it takes is one. And that's what the Titans struggled with last year, right? Every single game that felt like they'd give up a back-breaking play on defense, a, a, either a huge gain or just, a, you know, a, a really tough third down conversion. Obviously, they were historically bad on third down last year. That's changed. But in the playoffs, the secondary has to be on their P's and Q's, no missed assignments, no no mental mistakes. And that's tough for, for a young team and a young secondary. But they've really got to grow up fast in the playoffs. I think they will. You know, and, and a lot of that is, you know, how do you take pressure off a, a secondary that, you know, is kind of hit or miss? You get to the quarterback. You affect the quarterback. You rush him. You you force him into, into decisions he doesn't want to make. And then that's where the secondary, in my mind, the Titans have a very opportunistic, opportunistic secondary. You know, they have good they have good ball skills. Kevin Byard, the best of the bunch. Um, and, and they'll turn you over. They have the ability to turn you over. But it's consistently locking down wide receivers, not only on the outside, but also on the inside in that slot position that I need to see from the Titans in the playoffs. I think they'll be able to do it, but you know, it's still a really young secondary. All right. Do not move because Titans fans, if you're watching this show, you're about to smile from ear to ear. Crow is about to be eaten, munched on big time. (laughs) We talk about hot takes. There was the hottest of the hot takes at the beginning of the year. We will throw shade. We will all throw shade. And that is the best part on this particular person. It is it has to do with the little Titans. We'll get Jack's shade. We'll get your shade. But first, do you want to tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute? Don't fumble in your recovery. Go to their state-of-the-art facility down there in Franklin. The Bone and Joint Institute. Their doctors have fixed my shoulder. I had a torn labrum years ago. Now I'm back bench pressing, push-ups, pull-ups, whatever it is. They got me back right because of their doctors. They've got the location right there in Franklin, and they have satellite locations all across Middle Tennessee. The Bone & Joint Institute experts, you've seen them on our doc talks. They're awesome. We trust them. You should trust them too. We also trust BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Download the the app for you new users. This promo code is for you, A to Z Sports. If you don't have a a sportsbook app that you bet through, because it's legal in Tennessee, uh, you need to make BetMGM your home for gambling. Uh, promo code A to Z sports will get you a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Spend it however you wish. Spend it on a, a first touchdown score, maybe a, a, a big parlay, whatever you like to do. You can do it on the BetMGM app. The selection is incredible. It's unbeatable, and it's really easy to understand and, and, and get a hang of quickly. Download the BetMGM app. Use promo code A to Z sports to take advantage of that risk-free bet, that risk-free, ooh, those are some sweet words today. Risk-free bet up to $1,000. Take advantage of it while you can. It's also risky when you're throwing shade. All right, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. It's shade day. We got shade on tap. I'm going to save my shade for the end, so let's go to the chat. The chat says, throwing shade. Derek R. says, throwing shade on all the national media that's hyped up the Colts all season, and look at where they are now. Derek, Good job, Derek. Hold that thought real quick. I do like that. <laughs> I do like that. Um, let's see. Sean Gill says, uh, he, he talks about something else. Um, let's see here. Hopefully these teams are broken down. Uh, throwing shade at on Mother Nature. Tennessee having more snow than Ohio. I want snow. I love a nice snow. I think snow is on the horizon um, coming up this weekend, right? Saturday, I'm not maybe? sure. I, I haven't checked the weather app, but um, you know what? For me, I, I don't like the cold, but at least bring me snow if it's going to be cold. I don't just want a dry cold. Give me some snow on the ground. KG says, throwing shade. If you Google NFL playoff picture, you, want, you won't see one graphic or article with the Titans in it. Maybe Sports has a few. Uh, Bobo, my shade is on Titans fans reselling the, their playoff tickets for five times face value. Oh, be better. Be better yeah. than that, guys. Um, Jose, the, the Djokovic, he says shade on Novak Djokovic and his lies about COVID. Uh, Jose, you got to come back. You got to come a little bit stronger than that, bud. I got to tell you that you do know the full uh, situation. I mean, it's the government versus one man. Uh, tell me about cast away from Australia. Tell me about his lies. I mean, Australia, it's a love-hate. They want him because they want to make money off of his play in the Australian Open because that's a massive deal in the country. And they also have their COVID protocols, which you could agree or disagree with. 
Uh, Travis says shade on his girl just because. Nice, Travis. Very misogynistic um, of you so early in the morning. Gmail on base is shade on taxes. I think we can all uh, throw shade there. Uh, mm-hmm. Derek saying shade on the doubters. Um, let's see here. Kyle says shade on the new uh, on the news for the out of towners coming in to boost the business downtown. Will well better they better be damn Titans fans. Okay, if so you're talking about the Titans. If you're a transplant, and you don't have an NFL team or come from a city with an NFL team. Just convert. Be a Titans fan. There you go. All right, uh, Jack, what's your shade? I'm shading not only myself, but everybody who doubted John Hines, the Predators head coach. And really, this goes for David Poyle, too. This offseason, the Predators got rid of Ryan Ellis, Victor Arvidsson, cornerstones of the franchise for the past handful of years. It was, you know, it was predicted that the Titans not only would be bad and miss out on the playoffs, but could even be sellers and get rid of Forsberg at the trade deadline. Now, while that's not, well, we can't rule that out, it certainly seems unlikely because the National Predators are on a five-game winning streak. They're first in the Western Conference. And you remember when the tight, or when the, when the Preds had power play issues? You remember those days where they would just, it would pass, 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 shoot, save? Those days are gone. The National Predators are fourth in the NHL in power play percentage. A huge leap from where they were just a couple of years under Laviolette. That was the big thing with Laviolette. He couldn't he couldn't establish any power play success. So, I mean, to me, I, I, I doubted John Hines, believe me. But the culture in the locker room was obviously sour with Peter Laviolette towards the end of his uh, tenure. And, you know, he, there were a couple of decisions made based on that. They, they shipped off Fiala. Fiala's a, a, a fantastic player for the Wild now. Duchesne's finally played up to his capabilities this season. He's had a good year. But for me, I'm throwing shade at not only myself, but everyone who doubted John Hines. He has proven everybody wrong. David Poyle has proven to everybody that he still knows what he's doing, and he's still on the hunt for a Stanley Cup. National Predators sit atop of the Western Conference in the middle of January. Who would have thought that? That's good. Yeah, that definitely has been a surprise. We'll see what they can do in the playoff push and what the seedings could be and if they can be a disruptor in uh, in the playoffs this year. Uh, my shade goes to, again, we, we this has kind of been the theme of the show is hot take ESPN is like, hey, here's a gun. I'm going to put it to your head. Have a hot take this morning. What's your hot take going to be, boy? Come on. Pop, pop, pop. That's exactly what I feel like ESPN producers do. And on this day, early on in the season, a gun was put to Dan Orlovsky's head. Have your hot yeah. take. And he actually, he oh, rode oh. this thing out, right? Rode this out. Let's take a listen, courtesy of ESPN. It places that I think there's four teams as we sit here today that are top of the AFC conference. Kansas City, obviously. Buffalo, obviously. Cleveland, and this puts Indy in that top four. Number two, I would put Carson Wentz into the MVP conversation. I believe in him and Indianapolis that much. And then three, I'd say this. This 2021 Colts team, is going to look a heck of a lot like that 2017 Philadelphia Eagles team. You're talking about a top five offensive line and run game. That's what he had in Philly. Philly didn't have a star in 2017. They had like four or five really good pieces around them. That's what Indy has, top 10 defense. I believe in Carson Wentz, and I know everyone's talking about the mental aspect and all that, and we're going to get into that, but I think that this is a absolute home run for the Colts and something that the Eagles will absolutely regret two or three years from now. <laughs> we are all mean at times. We did a laughing at the Colts segment on the Tighten Up podcast with Blaine Bishop this week. Go check it out if you haven't. But how could you not just sit back and laugh at Dan Orlovsky? <laughs> you know what it makes me think of? And because of the Jags clown weekend, it just rem- I wanted to pull this clip but uh, Billy Madison, when the clown falls down off the stills, and says, hey, kids, it's me. <laughs> I bet you thought that I was dead. If you've ever watched Billy Madison, uh, if you've never watched it, go watch it and you thank me to. later. Yeah. Uh, but that's, I, that's all I can think of with the Jags clown game and then hearing that. That was an in-depth hot take. And, and Orlovsky ran with the Colts all season. And when they were going through their hot take, or their hot streak, excuse me, 
you know, he doubled down on that. And then who would have thought they would have lost their last two games of the season at home against the Raiders and then in Jacksonville, in which they haven't won since 2014? You, you know what that is a great example of? A member of the national media refusing to change his opinions despite the incoming information that we've had for the last few years on Carson Wentz. It's this dying on a hill thing that the national media loves to do. They set their narratives just like they do with the Titans and Ryan Tannehill. They set their narratives. They stick to them. Nothing can change their mind unless they win a Super Bowl. Carson Wentz, I mean, you can have all the talent in the world. There's been tons of talented quarterbacks that haven't exactly worked out in the NFL for various reasons. Carson Wentz can't stay healthy and makes horrible decisions way too often. I mean, for, for Carson Wentz and the Colts to get that amount of preseason respect is beyond me. That team's still a ways away from even competing for you know the AFC Championship, much less a damn Super Bowl. And it's funny because Orlovsky listed the Browns in his top four as well. Where have the Browns been all season? In the basement of the AFC North. Embarrassing. Yeah, and they had, to, they had to, to get rid of, not even trade, get rid of Odell Beckham Jr., who's going to the playoffs. Now, I don't that was probably more OBJ than the Browns, but still, you know, the Browns, they they were supposed to be the ascending contender. Jadeveon Clowney, Miles Garrett, Baker Mayfield, you know, Alt Landry you know, Joku, all of them, but that didn't work out. And sometimes that happens. And I think the same thing happened with the Colts with Carson Wentz and, you know, the Eagles get the pick. So it does help, you know, it helps the Titans in, in, in a lot of different ways, but that's hard pill to swallow and a lot of crow to eat. I wanted to, that is my shade as I laughed all the way listening <laughs> to Dan Orlovsky, who at times has good points. I, I don't want to discredit him completely, but that was, that was a tough scene as we say here. Carson Carson Wentz must have nude photos of Dan Orlovsky or something. I mean, for all through all these years, he has not <laughs> wavered one bit. I mean, he, or he throws a hell of a you know a players' dinner that Orlovsky's dying to get invited to. It makes no sense. All right, guys. Hey, thank you guys for interacting. This was a great show. Uh, we really enjoyed it. We had a big audience and great comments coming through. Um, really, you know, diagnosing the Titans and leading up to this wild card weekend. We'll have Titans Thursday tomorrow morning, bright and early at 8 a.m. Get the Titan Up podcast, Jack. You want to promote that real quick? Yeah, we had Blaine Bishop on this week. I've mentioned it a couple times. It is a wild interview. You have to listen to the very end. The hitman is fantastic. He not only gives the perspective, the unique perspective, because he was a part of a team that had a buy in 2000, and how you how you head into that week, how you prepare for the divisional round. What goes into it? How are you feeling? The rest versus rust debate that everyone is worried about when you have a buy in the playoffs. It is very entertaining. It is very informative. Go listen to it. The Tighten Up podcast on all social media or on all podcast platforms. Be on the lookout for it today as well. If you don't follow Tighten Up Pod on Twitter, go ahead and do that as well. It's a great episode. We're excited for you to hear it. There you go. We'll be back bright and early tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Adios.